0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Mark, chapter 15. Very early in the morning, the chief priest with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached the decision... They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. "'Are you the king of the Jews?' asked Pilate. "'Yes, it is as you say,' Jesus replied. The chief priest accused him of many things. So again Pilate asked him, "'Aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of.' But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom of the feast to release a prisoner who the people requested." A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists, who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. "'Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews?' asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. "'What shall I do, then, with the one you call the king of the Jews?' Pilate asked them." Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. Then he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away to the palace that is called the Praetorium and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him It was now the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads, saying, So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he cannot save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross, so that we may see and believe. And those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling out to Elijah. One man ran and filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last breath. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. It was preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth took down the body of Jesus, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid. Friends, our biblical faith in Jesus as the Messiah is built on many things that Jesus had to do to fulfill the promises of God contained in the scriptures. And so Jesus lived a sinless life, He lived as a Jew under the law of Moses, perfectly observing every aspect of the Torah and every aspect of Judaism in his day. If you can receive what I'm about to say, he was the equivalent of a Jewish rabbi, although he probably did not have rabbinic training in his day. He had much more knowledge of the customs of Judaism than the the typical person would have had in that day. And of course, he knew the word because he was the word personified. So he lived a perfect life, according to the law of Moses. He lived a perfect life, and he died a perfect, sacrificial, atoning death. The death of Jesus was not symbolic. It was a real death. It's contained in this chapter, the fact that he was crucified and that he was certified as dead by Pilate and the centurion that oversaw the crucifixion. He was buried in a real tomb by Joseph of Arimathea. And so he really died. This was not a spiritual thing. This was a real natural death. It's very important for our faith that he died and that he was raised from the dead. And so the death of Jesus is one of the most well-attested facts contained in our Bible, attested to by many of the eyewitnesses who were there. And so prior to his death, he was horribly mistreated. In verse 16, the soldiers led Jesus away to the palace that is called the Praetorium, And they called together the whole company of soldiers to torment him. They put a purple robe on him and twisted together a crown of thorns and forced it on his head, lacerating his head. And they began to call out to him, hail the king of the Jews, sarcastically. And again and again, they struck him on the head with a stick and they spat on him. And then falling on their knees, they mocked him by pretending to pay homage to him. When they had mocked him, They took off the purple robe and put his own clothes back on him. They led his bloody, lacerated body out to crucify him. At the cross, they took Jesus to the uh, place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull outside of the city a little ways. They offered him wine, and he didn't want to take it to dull the pain, and then they crucified him. If that were not humiliating enough, they divided up his clothes and cast lots to see who would get his clothes. And they put a sign over his head mocking him that said, The King of the Jews. The mockery was not finished there, friends. In verse 29, it says that those who passed by when he was hanging from the cross insulted him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who were going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from that cross and save yourself." Now, imagine the mockery. They had no idea that he was talking about the temple of his own body that would be resurrected in three days. They were mocking his words, not understanding the prophetic implications of what he had said. And the chief priests, they came along and they mocked him too, and they said, He saved others, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this so-called King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. And so they were claiming that if he was really the Messiah, the King of Israel, that he could come down from the cross, and of course he could have. But then he wouldn't have fulfilled the, the necessary sacrifice for our sins and for their sins. And so if this were not enough, two criminals were being crucified besides Jesus. These two criminals, unlike Jesus, deserved to be executed. And so they were hanging there, facing their own imminent death, and hurling insults on Jesus. Imagine this, friends. And then, of course, he gave up his spirit. He died. The centurion said when they saw how he died that surely this must be the Son of God. Now, in verse 43, a man named Joseph of Arimathea, the scripture says a prominent member of the council, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. I want to unpack that a little bit. So this Joseph of Arimathea was a member of the Sanhedrin. He obviously was lamenting the fact that Jesus had been crucified. We don't know what had preceded this, whether he had come to Jesus earlier and was a follower of Jesus, or he was just lamenting the way things had gone by. But this man, at risk of his own life, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. This Jesus, who had just been crucified by Rome, Joseph of Arimathea was the first to identify with him and go to ask Pilate for his body. And so Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus was even dead. To prove that he was dead, he sent a centurion to certify it. And during that that time, of course, the centurion went and had his side stabbed with a spear to make sure he was dead, and it pierced his sack around his heart, and water and blood came out. But Jesus had already died. And so when he had heard from the centurion uh, that he was dead— Pilate gave the body to Joseph, and Joseph brought him and wrapped him in linen and put him in a tomb cut out of rock. Now, this is all important, that Jesus was dead. Pilate confirmed he was dead with the centurion who certified he was dead. Joseph took his body and buried his body in the tomb and rolled a stone against the tomb. So this was not a symbolic death. This was not a spiritual near death. Jesus was dead. All hope was lost. But I want to just drill down on one aspect of this. Joseph was unashamed of Jesus. Joseph identified with Jesus. We don't know his motivation, but his noble request to Pilate was, I want the body of this man so that I can bury him. And so in putting his own life at risk, if you will, Joseph unashamedly asked for the body of Jesus Christ, and he put him in his own tomb. Think of the magnitude of this this event and and what Joseph did for Jesus. He went and risked his own life, possibly his own crucifixion, and asked for Jesus' body so that he could honor him by burying him in his own tomb. Friends, how about you and I? How do we honor Jesus? It seemed to Joseph, I'm sure, that all was lost, and yet he still identified with Jesus. But to you and I, we know the story that he was about to rise from the dead the next day. Lord, I pray that each of us, myself and those listening, would identify readily with Jesus. We'd never be ashamed of this Messiah, this King of the Jews, this Son of God who died for us. He was buried and on the third day rose from the dead so that he might become the first fruits of the resurrection. We thank you for him, Lord. We bless you. And we thank you for Joseph's noble request. In Jesus' name, amen.